Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and the Arizona Wildcats are traveling to Los Angeles to face the USC Trojans on Saturday. Um, Arizona is a 20-point underdog, which is quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's not the first time, obviously, that Arizona's been a double-digit underdog this season. was a double-digit underdog at home against Washington, um, but USC is a different animal. Uh, what's obviously the big story about USC is the coaching change, the fact that Dante Williams, who was at Arizona actually for about four minutes, uh, the fact that he is now the head coach of USC for the rest of the season, he's not a candidate to uh, to go beyond the season, but uh, now the head coach with Clay Helton having been fired and they're looking for a head coach and um, that has gotten most of the attention, but at the end of the day, even though USC is struggling it is still USC. And what I mean by that is, on paper, the Trojans' talent, level of talent, is as good as any team in the conference. Um, There is plenty of talent on this team. And so a lot of times when you look at overall talent and why a team that is talented is struggling, it goes back to coaching. This isn't the case similar to Arizona, where a bad team in terms of personnel Um, is, you know, losing games, you know, because of despite coaching or or whatever it may be. No, this is, uh, USC has plenty of talent, plenty of talent to win football games, and it's just really not able to get it done on a grand scale and has struggled in games that it really shouldn't have struggled. You take a look overall at the schedule, blown out in a big game against Utah, blown out against Notre Dame, blown out against Oregon State, Lost by 14 to a mediocre Stanford team. Um, yeah, you can point to a few games. You know, the, the Washington State game, 45-14 to 14 is a decent win, obviously. San Jose State, 30-7, to 7, doesn't look as good as it may have in the first game of the year. So, overall, you can make a very legitimate argument that USC doesn't have a, an above-average win uh, this season. All right, Colorado, Washington State, San Jose State, obviously not a murderer's row of teams. Now they have Arizona, and then they have ASU, Cal, UCLA, and BYU to end the season for whatever reason that scheduling is. So USC has struggled this year, but with that being said, you look at the overall talent, and uh, it's good. It's still good enough to win football games. It starts on offense with Kellen Slovis. Um, He's a kid that... Basically, it was you know from Scottsdale, as you know by now, and, and neither in-state school offered him. Neither recruited him seriously. I didn't like him coming out of high school. I thought that the decision to not offer him was fine at the time. Then he comes out as a uh, as a freshman, throws 30 touchdowns and nine interceptions while completing 71% of his passes, and it's like, well, crap. <laughs> you know, he's he is uh, a future Heisman candidate. The next season, he goes 17 and seven. Uh, completion percentage lowers to 67%, which, you know, isn't bad. And then this season, uh, basically his numbers just keep getting worse. He already has six picks. He only has nine touchdowns. His completion percentage is low. He'll finish with more yards than he did last year, obviously, but uh, likely nowhere near he was in 2019. His quarterback rating is the lowest it's been in his three years at USC. And there's calls from fans, which probably is a little too harsh because he hasn't been bad i mean shoot let's be honest um arizona would take him as a quarterback right now give him every snaps and you know be ecstatic about it he clearly would be the top quarterback on arizona's roster right now but this is in arizona this is usc and usc is so talented that 
um, there's calls for Slovis to be benched for Jackson Dart. And magically, because this is Arizona, Jackson Dart is likely going to get some snaps on Saturday. Slovis will start the game. I think he'll get the majority of the snaps, but don't be surprised if you see some special short yardage and red zone packages um, for Dart. And what makes Dart special as a freshman is the fact that he just seems, uh, you know, quarterbacks either have it or they don't. And he's only played in one game this season, so it's not like, you know, he's had multiple games that have, he's proven himself. But in that one game, as a freshman, true freshman, he threw for 391 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, he threw two picks, also ran for 32 yards. And it happens to be the game that they scored 45 points and beat Washington State. So Slovis, in the grand scheme, the grand big picture of these things, doesn't have a win on his resume that's really all that impressive as far as this season goes. This is an air raid offense in the way that it's called. It doesn't look like your typical air raid. It's not going to look like, you know, a Mike Leach offense or what you're used to seeing when, um, like, Sonny Dykes was at Arizona or, or whoever it may be. It's not a true air raid offense in terms of how it looks, but it is. Like, that's how they operate. And so Slovis is going to sling the ball all over the place. There's really not a need for Slovis to throw as many passes as he has because USC has a solid running game and obviously has talent at the position. But you look, and he's thrown uh, against Utah. He had 53 passes. And, yeah, they're coming from behind, but 49 passes against Oregon State, uh, 29 against Colorado, 37 against Notre Dame. It's hard to tell because they're coming from behind. But Graham Harrell is very quick to basically dump the offense. And as far as, like, if they're struggling, they're going to throw it every down. He's willing to dump the offense and the success rate um, that – you know, that, that they've had. And it's kind of silly because you look at a guy like Keontae Ingram, he's probably one of the best running backs in the conference. He's averaging 5.7 yards a carry. The issue is that they don't give him the ball as much. Against Notre Dame, he got 24 carries, which is what he should be getting every game. He should be getting 20 to 25 carries every game. Notre Dame, he had 24 for 138 and a touchdown. Utah, they were down. He got 14 for 70. Colorado, 14 for 124. Oregon State, 14 for 79 and two touchdowns. Um, he really has had a good game pretty much every game this season. Uh, Washington State, he struggled. Stanford, he only got 10 carries, but he still averaged over four yards. San Jose State uh, was good as well. And then he'll get a couple receptions a game, usually. Um, doesn't really have any fumbling issues or things like that. He is a guy where, like, if he was on Arizona, he'd be getting the ball 20 times a game. They would find a way... To, to use them. And I'm not saying that Graham Harrell, Jed Fish, that's not my comparison. My point is that Keanu Ingram is a very solid running back. And if USC is smart against Arizona and their lack of overall speed, Ingram probably gets the ball more than the passing game is. But the reality is that Arizona is likely preparing for Slovis to kind of throw the ball uh, all over the place. The second running back that USC will use is Vivai Malapai. Uh, senior, six foot two twenty, more of a power back. They don't use him as much as of late. Um, you know, against Utah, three carries. Colorado, ten for Oregon State. Um, Washington State, you know, nine for nine and fifteen for ninety four uh, with Stanford. So um, while he's on the roster, um, he's not a guy where we're saying to ourselves, you know, he's the danger. Really, like he's a uh, he's a solid back. Um, he's splitting reps a little bit, um, but. He's a guy where, in reality, in my opinion at least, he's taking some carries um, away from Ingram. I think Ingram, in my opinion again, 
should be getting uh, a majority of the carries. And again, this is USC. Like, they have talent. So Darwin Barlow, for instance, is a solid back. But um, as a younger guy, he's just not getting, you know, the, the carries that he probably deserves yet right now either. The offense is Slovis to Drake London. And Slovis has an issue where I get it, but he will have an issue where uh, it is Drake London tunnel vision. All right. And, and again, I get it. Um, I, I completely understand why you would get Drake London tunnel vision. He is right now the best receiver in the country, and USC is doing him a disservice by not being a very good football team this year because his numbers are, uh, are all-time good. Like, that's how good the season is. I mean, look, at he, he has more receiving yards. I think Arizona might have passing yards on the whole season. He has 1,000 receiving yards on the season. We're talking 171 and 15 catches against Notre Dame. 16 catches, 162 against Utah. Uh, 9 for 130, 10 for 165, 13 for 170, 12 for 137. There's been three games where he hasn't scored this season. It was Oregon State, San Jose State, and Notre Dame. Uh, make no mistake about it, he's the man. <laughs> like that's just that's just it. And and as a comparison, again, he has a thousand receiving yards and 79 receptions on the year. And I am looking it up live. Uh, Arizona has 159 completions, so he's basically half of what Arizona has total, and 1,469 passing yards. He's only 400 yards short of Arizona as a team. All right, receiving yards, forget it. Like, he's got, you know, Stanley's at 54 receptions, which is great, but he only has 465 yards. Uh, Drake London will make Arizona pay in every way, shape, and form. And, uh, in, in, you know, it's, it's interesting listening to the way that Don Brown and Jed Fish have talked about Drake London because basically Arizona's passing offense is putting Christian Roland Wallace and Isaiah Rutherford on an island and saying, go get him. I don't see how they can do that with Christian Roland Wallace. I don't think he's as bad, obviously, as he showed against Washington. He really struggled there. That might have been the worst game of his career. But you can't just say, hey, go out there and, and go cover Drake London because Slovis is just going to throw the ball up and say, okay, cool. Here's 20 receptions for 300 yards for Drake London. You know, it, it's it's a messy situation. And so Arizona may just say, you know what? We are going to put him on an island, but we're going to blitz the heck out of USC and see if we can make Slovis go that way. Maybe not be able to have the time to throw it deep to Drake London, London or they're going to send a safety over the top. The issue with that is, as we know, Arizona safeties have been the worst uh, unit on the defensive side of the ball have been awful this season. And Gunnar Maldonado will be back, which is nice, but he has to be better in coverage and he has to be better at tackling or else Drake London, London, gosh, keep calling him Drake London, Drake London <laughs> has to, um, he's going to run wild. And look, you know, if we're being real here, he may just run wild anyway. Like he may just get his 200 yards and there's nothing Arizona can do about it. It is very, very possible that they just say, you know, look, let's throw our hands up in the air and, uh, and that's kind of the way that it's going. Uh, another receiver to watch out for is Taj Washington, 5'11", sophomore out of Texas. He has 24 catches for 309 yards and a touchdown. Hasn't had a really huge game. Uh, we'll usually get three or four catches. Uh, you know, he's good for long, usually 15 to 30 yards around there. Uh, has the ability to get open and, and, you know, do well. His numbers are fine. But again, it, it really just falls on, on Drake London. I mean, Gary Bryant is another sophomore, solid player. 
um, you know, has two catches against Notre Dame, but Utah had five for 85, scored in Colorado, Oregon State, and the Washington State game, so scored in three consecutive games for his three touchdowns. Um, but again, Drake London, Drake London, Drake London. I mean, it's that's what they do. And USC will use the tight end. Ingram, Keontae Ingram, has 15 catches out of the backfield, which is good for fourth on the team. But um, if, if Drake London has a bad game, for USC, which isn't likely. Let's say he has an average game. Arizona has a very, very good chance. It probably means Arizona won. Um, if it doesn't mean that, then it means that someone else on USC uh, killed Arizona or the running game um, was just too good, basically. Defensively for Arizona, I like what Jed Fish said. And what he said is USC has a bunch of dudes. Like, they're in terms of overall talent, uh, they've got it in spades. Right. The issue is that they make too many mistakes at times, but they're good. Like, it's it's a good defense. Todd Orlando is a very aggressive defensive coordinator. He's going to come after Arizona. Um, they're going to basically say, you know, they're, they're going to make Will Plummer react, which he hasn't shown that he can do, and they're really going to try to attack him and, uh, and make him make mistakes. Um, Drake London, Drake Jackson, sorry, uh, Drake Jackson on the defensive line, uh, linebacker, wherever they want to play him, uh, he's awesome. You know, he's, he's, his tackle numbers aren't going to be great, uh, but he has four sacks, and he really, really pressures you and makes you pay. Um, you know, he's the guy where Jed Fish pointed out that they have to account for at all times, and Corey Foreman, if he plays, is another guy um, that they have to account for at all times. The linebacker unit, Kanai Mauga, 6'2", 245, senior, uh, 28 tackles, played very well against Utah, played well against Notre Dame, um, kind of gets out there in space. And, you know, USC may not have, like, a superstar, superstar in defense beyond Jackson, but they're collectively uh, a solid unit. Chase Williams, that safety, 6'2", 200 pounds, um, has played relatively well at times this season. Raylan Goforth, uh, another junior linebacker. So they have experience. Um, the secondary has been solid. The big issue for Arizona when you look at USC's defense is the fact that they really they get after it. Now, I know the numbers don't necessarily reflect that. They have 11 sacks, uh, but Drake Jackson has four. Jacob Ligacy on the DL has two, and then they have Tui Tupelotu and Corey Foreman, who even though Corey Foreman isn't playing very much, uh, when he gets in there, he definitely uh, makes a major impact. And so... You take a look, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, that's Arizona's biggest concern. Uh, USC has forced eight interceptions, which is obviously an impressive number. Um, they have a bunch of guys with one. Uh, you know, in Chris Steele, corner, uh, he's led up the big play, and, and I think that that's kind of taken away from how good he is. In reality, he is a very legitimately good cornerback. Um, but, again, he's, he's led up the big play a couple times, and that kind of gets the attention. A uh, couple freshmen, you know, the, whoever, whatever coach comes in for USC is going to have talent. Kalen Bullock is a very talented defensive back, good size, 6'3", safety, has got the time. Uh, Josh Jackson, another freshman cornerback, he'll get some time. Jalen Smith, another freshman safety, he'll get some time. Don't be surprised if USC plays some of the younger secondary guys because of their energy um, and the fact that they kind of, USC is at the point in the season where, uh, where it needs a spark. So overall, you know, you, you kind of just take a look at these two teams and 
USC, uh, what you're going to see a lot of fans from USC is, is picking Arizona to cover. And the fact that this defense at home in the Coliseum has been crap. I mean, it really has not been good. And yes, Arizona is very likely the worst offense that uh, USC has faced all season. With that being said, uh, USC's defense, I mean, that doesn't make it any better. The Trojans' defense has absolutely struggled at home. The problem is that USC and Drake London are so talented offensively, even though it may not seem like it because London dominates the whole game, that I just don't know how Arizona scores enough points to win this game. Like, I just don't see a scenario where if USC is scoring, we all know by now that there's no world where Arizona can keep up with USC. It has to be a low-scoring game, and it just doesn't seem like that all of a sudden Arizona is going to be able to score more than 16 points against a very talented USC team who really just needs to blow Arizona out. Like needs to kind of change the tide. And so for me, you know, when Arizona has played USC close, USC has made mistakes with penalties and all that, and Arizona has limited them. This would be like the first time all year that Arizona would have to limit those mistakes and do so successfully compared to other games. And I just don't see a scenario where that happens. I think Arizona once again shoots itself in the foot early on in the game, kind of gets away from them early, and then maybe it slows down, similar to the San Diego State game. But Arizona playing from behind with Will Plummer having to pass the ball 30 times is a nightmare. There's just no way that Arizona can win that type of football game. So I'm picking USC 42-7. to I just don't see a scenario even where this game is close. I think the spread reflects that. And even though USC fans believe the Trojans aren't good, I'm just assuming they haven't seen very much of Arizona. I don't think this game reflects on where Arizona is in terms of moving forward or coaching ability or whatever that is. I just think that that's where it is right now. Like, it's not, you know, man, Arizona got killed by USC. They're not going to win the rest of the season. That's not really the the image that I'm going for. Like, I think Arizona could very much beat a team like Cal or Washington State. I think those teams match up better with Arizona than USC. USC, just in terms of pure talent disparity, uh, it just doesn't add up well for Arizona. But we'll see. Maybe we'll be surprised that the game will be closer than expected. Um, with that being said, I'm Jason Shear of Wildcat Authority. This has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. Thanks for joining me.